Thank you for listening to Right Jokes, Wrong Times. Today, I was joined by Anthony Chavaria. You can catch him at Sex in the Silly every month, The Blind Tiger, when shows resume, and Cats in the Cut with writer Ashton starting on August 19th. We started the podcast talking about how Ryder was in the room next to him. To be like, to be 100% honest with you, Ryder Ashton is laying in a bed right next to me. Oh, Jesus. Fully clothed. Say hi, Ryder. Hi, Potter. Oh. Hey, how's it going? That's Ryder Ashton. I don't mean to say, uh. <laughs> I was picturing every time I've done one of these, Ryder is actually just in the room. Like, he's been in every room of every comedian that I've interviewed so far. What the fuck, Ryder? I get around. I'm excited to do this with you today because, actually, I've realized through adrian telling me and i also realized through editing that this is the part where i suck every comedian's dick so sorry man i guess just unzip your pants no dude i'm fucking chubbing up as we speak so (laughs) fucking fluff away what i like about you and your comedy man like i think about you at the ko comedy show right (laughs) is a perfect example of somebody who's fearless on stage and that is the extreme example that's the steroidal example but even outside of fighting the people that you're telling jokes about. I'm excited to see what jokes you have that you think work on stage and don't work and all that. So with that being in mind, what joke of yours do you have that works on stage that you want to talk about? Oh, uh, dog. Oh, yeah. So I wrote this down. In fact, writer brought this to my attention because that's kind of like, you know, one of those things where it's like, hey, what joke do I think works? But it's like, I think it works, but then you're going to be like, oh, you think that works? <laughs> Which like I love. I have like no ego. I really, I really do not. One that I, I do like to use a lot, honestly, and I haven't done it since, you know, March maybe, but God's plan. It's like my sister had a baby at 15, you know, and it's like, well, I guess that's just God's plan for me. And it's like, well, is it, Emma? <laughs> that's probably like, the most honest joke I have. So that sounds like it's a crazy problem personal joke do you write crazy personal jokes at all or is that something that you usually don't write about oh bro dude like honestly man i don't like people to know anything about my life is like i don't have the best fucking life man so i don't want people to know too much about it (laughs) (laughs) and plus like someone always said don't pull back the curtain okay you can't just say someone though someone said no well okay so like uh i was talking to alex yansel one time okay i used to do a joke about talking about like my day job and he goes hey motherfucker don't let them know you have a job like let them think this is what you do like don't pull back the curtain just yet and that kind of stuck in my head kind of like you know let's not show them everything people yeah. want to be free from concern so let's just make them laugh let's not worry about having a message or like telling me oh i'm from the streets you know something dumb yeah yeah that fucking god joke is like the perfect example for me of like ah oh, fuck i broke my own rule you know have you ever had any like family or anybody that you would feel like really awkward doing that joke in front of there when you've done it so like a large chunk of my set is about my sister having kids right. really young right i've done that set in front of her at her birthday party or what <laughs> me aaron long tuttle willie ogeen and aaron and two other comics we did a show back in my hometown sold out the fucking room and then like yeah I, I did that joke not knowing my family would show up in the back of the room it was like a 21 and up venue damn and there's like a 10 year old niece and like a 5 year old you know it's just like holy shit were you looking at them while you were doing the joke no dude I was looking at my sister's hot friends in the front row <laughs> to be honest with I you. like that answer I like that answer dude honestly yeah I was just trolling for tell that night man that like that gig was just tail and money dude <laughs> I'm so far from that life it's unreal nah dude I'm just of what you have cause it's like you're fucking stable you're a man like you're supporting your family I'm fucking you know just oh. jerking off alright this is actually the part of the podcast right now that I'm most excited for with you I'm excited to hear about a joke of yours that didn't work on stage everything ever <laughs> uh, I, I relate you stole my bad joke I would only steal Clifton Simmons jokes <laughs> nah dude it's weird because like whenever you write a joke and it doesn't work do you do the whole uh, is it the joke or is it my cadence right I'm so convinced what I thought of was funny that I'm like oh shit it's just gotta be my cadence my arms aren't fucking flailing it, you know right and then sure enough like, I'm almost like oh this joke it's just not funny and like you know why but you still want to be honest with yourself yeah I go through like denial where I'll be like oh yeah it's the way I'm saying it or like it's I'm doing this I'm stupid and I think that most of what I write works and it's the opposite way. Yeah, you're almost like, you know, 
no, this joke will work, but in a non-black crowd. <laughs> Jesus. I have to be at a sonic drive-in at 4 p.m. I'll be honest. I get a lot of crew cuts in this audience to kill. <laughs> Dude, uh, fuck. Before I tell you my joke that doesn't work, what's yours? Oh, shit. All right. That's a great question. Um, The one that I'm thinking of, I can't do because I'm doing it. I, I know I'm going to do it on episode 20. So give me a second to think of number two. I think a lot more along the lines of a one-liner. So okay. it sounds like internet jokes. So sorry, it's kind of the way I think. You're a dad, that's why. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. And like, I find that shit funny, which is terrible. I have a terrible sense of humor. We'll, we'll knock you out of it, don't worry. All right, it's about cookies. I remember that. Uh, it's about black and white cookies, actually. I bought Paula Dean's cookbook, and I should have known that she was racist because when I made a black and white cookie, it called for one part white to three-fifths black. Right. That's funny. And that's a history joke. No, no, yeah. That's no, that's fucking good. But like people some people are just too dumb to be that fucking good at racism. You know what I mean? So it's like no one's <laughs> the cut's just like just like so dumb that they're not gonna Are you saying I racist at like a smart level? I'm saying you and I we, we racist at like a fucking you know we're red about it we're red dots. yeah we know the history of it at least yeah, right yeah dude, my family started the history of racism <laughs> started the history yeah dude being from a small town dude, you're just fucking the first book the genesis book is the chavarias <laughs> what it's genesis but it's just like genesis with like a y or something dumb like that <laughs> something chavaria that joke never ever worked i tried it quite a few times it never worked luckily i didn't actually buy a paula Deen cookbook i just thought about it one day because I saw a Paula Deen billboard. Really? Well, you can borrow one of mine if you want. <laughs> you just got them lying around. Yeah, I have, I have a library of Paula Deen and You're like a guy that gets caught buying porno mags and he's like, oh, I get them for the articles. Do you buy the Paula Deen recipes for the stories? For the inwards. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm only reading it for the inwards. Don't worry about that. That's why you stay. <laughs> So what do you have for me? Dude, I've been trying for so long to get this thing going and I cannot figure it out. Just I, I, I don't know what it is, dude. So I'm talking about how like it's it sucks to find out you're unattractive. Oh, yeah. I really like, you know, find out like just bad news about yourself. You're like, oh, shit. Like, yeah, I do have that. You know, like someone just pointing something out. Yeah. And then uh, I figured every, that, like, that's something maybe everybody can relate to, like finding out something about you as a flaw or something. Right. And I go like, like dude, um, imagine finding out you're unattractive during a crisis. Like, imagine you're an ugly woman trying to get off of the Titanic and someone's like, hey, bro, you know the rules. Women <laughs> and a joke never fucking works i don't know why but like i i think it's because i'm it sounds too like mean like i'm making fun of like ugly bitches because someone there's always one ugly bitch in the fucking crowd you know what i mean <laughs> and everyone like knows that she like everyone's looking at her being like oh this joke is about you bitch it's like you make a black joke and everyone looks at the black guy for approval to laugh oh that's awesome if you made an ugly girl joke and then just saw who everybody in the room looked at but, like i can't call it out and just be like oh look the ugly bitch laughed you know what i mean like yeah, that's cool. <laughs> yeah. She, you know, she gave her approval. I can't do that, dude, because then I'm just a shit dick. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. What I love is like all the dudes that tried to sneak onto lifeboats were like thrown over. Yes, dude. They were just they were fucking ruthless. Dude, if I was one of the canoe drivers back then or whatever, I would have been like, You wanna be a woman? You wanna be a fucking woman? Come here. And I I was just like just split your dick off in the ice water and just like Leave the dick there, but like bring it with us. I'm pretty sure if I was on the Titanic, they would be like, excuse me, ma'am, you need to get in this lifeboat. <laughs> ma'am, lesbians too. Lesbians count. <laughs> the Titanic is progressive as fuck. Well, all the black guys drown in the Irish fucking oh, uh, Jesus. over each other. Yeah, I guess it's They're not just, that progressive. You're right. One thing at a time. Lesbians first, and then we'll get to, to race. Uh, it's not suffrage, but we're cool with lesbians. Lesbians were the timeless, like, you get a kind of a pass. Dude, that'd be a funny movie right there. Just like replace every racism film. Like, you know, remember... Th 
the Titans, but just with lesbians. <laughs> remember the remember, remember the lesbians. Remember the tight pussy on that lesbian. <laughs> ain't no pussy high, ain't no pussy low. Uh, Damn, I want to be a part of that movie. I, I feel like it goes porno real quick. I'll be honest, just immediately first take. You know what? First take it. You're right. First take, <laughs> but it's, but like we trick you first. We want to see who's a real fan. We do gay porn, strictly hardcore gay porn. So wait, you're going hardcore gay porn during the Remember the Lesbians movie? It's Do you remember the tight pussy of the lesbians movie? Yes. You didn't even wait till the sequel to do it. Damn. Nah, dude. The sequel would just be called I Still Remember the Titans. <laughs> so I still remember what the Titans did last summer. Oh, Jesus. Titans gone wild. But just like that. The last time that I saw you on stage, uh-huh. I was excited to kind of see what you were writing. And what I kind of remember was you doing a lot of crowd work. So I'm excited yes. to ask you what you're writing about now because I don't remember what you were talking about on stage that was current so I'm, I'm really excited to hear what you're writing about man oh dude fuck yeah dude uh in fact i'm going to my phone right now now what i'm doing is i'm just i'm working on like a lot of like small things like tags and like you know like little just yeah almost like not build a character it's, it, sounds, it sounds shitty to say but like blonde hair sick fuck like that just you know what i mean right right, right. so i was like let's add a fucking a rolodex of words to it so i at the end of jokes i'll say like you know get the fuck on or just like just things that like someone from like my little fucking podunk town would say right your flair. Yeah, yeah, man. Which sounds like shitty to say, but like, because like I say yo and things like that. <laughs> that's the thing, though, is that like, I feel like you when you say that more, like the other day on stage, I caught myself calling somebody a shit dick. <laughs> and I was like, oh, that's something I say in, in like real life. I was like, it's fucking perfect. Like, because like whenever I do like my writing, I'm, I'm like with Ryder or, you know, Ramos or Joan or somebody, and we're just like drinking and I'm just like babbling on until I think of something. Right. I feel like the funniest way to do it is like on stage where I'm like drinking with, like, right. you know, with the audience. We're just like hanging out and like. I even like back and forth with crowd if you can talk with people in the crowd. Right. Like, like, but like almost like hypnotize them to where you bob and weave your own like you're like sitting right. up, like you're alley, you're giving yourself the alley yep and you can easily slip back into your jokes i've only done that once to be honest man where it was like i was kind of controlling it like here and there dude try this man this is fun you can control it but like for the most part just forget your jokes for a second and then riff with them and then see if like you can find a joke or one of your jokes and what they say okay i got you so what are you writing about now i'm writing about uh someone before uh colby burke murdered a human being jesus the day before he was texting me about fucking talk about drug use on stage right which i don't feel comfortable about but he got me writing about it right a little more and trying to make not make light of it but and, and not trying to be a sappy message about it right but like i spent the last few months just stuck in a fucking you know quarantined up just doing drugs it's pretty much all you do right but it was just like weird because i don't talk about that so it's very awkward for me it's yeah. like saying you have a small penis you know <laughs> well, i say it proudly okay nah dude saying you have a drug habit is like i'm weak i can't <laughs> Yeah. As somebody who was raised Mormon, I kind of have a skewed view of drugs, right? I have the very dare version of drugs in my mind. Yeah. Got Every it. time I see drugs, I'm afraid of them. A lot of people already like are real like standoffish with me. Right. And like, you know, you're like the fucking shit talking and stuff. But it's like, it's, you know, it's kind of like you do this to yourself. A lot of people already don't talk to me just because like they're scared or like, they, they don't know what I'm going to do or something. It's like, well, I've never done anything. Like I've never even been, been in jail. Right. And it's like, and then like the more you think about it, you're, you're like, I'm a drug addict that's never been to jail. It's like, fuck you guys. I'm I'm killing it. Dude, you're you pitching know? the perfect game. I'm Dude, I'm fucking, yeah. I'm that, who's that guy that fucking did acid and then pitched a no hitter? Here's what you are. You're Tom Brady right now. I'm Tom fucking Brady, dude. I'm Tom fucking Brady. You're Tom Brady. Now, are you New England Tom Brady or are you Bucks Tom Brady? 
Buccaneers. Fuck the Bucks, dude. At what point do you just like, all right, I'm off at the top with drugs, where you're just like, hey, time to hang it up. I had my Super Bowl of drugs, and then I could walk away. Ah, uh, dude, that's the thing, man, is that like, you learn how to build up a fucking dynasty. You start, I mean, like, dude, like, especially like the past year, everyone I know has been dying, sick, about to die, or just like, Jesus, just awful. And so I'm just like watching all of them, and it's like, I don't like everyone who deserves to be doing better than me is doing worse than me. Uh, and it's like, fuck, like, like, and I feel shitty about it, and I feel guilty, and then I fucking dabble, but then if you feel even worse, and then you're like, well, I'm gonna write. And you're, I don't know, it's weird, man. I don't like, I don't like going on stage high. I've done it before, and you can tell, and I do not like it. I do not like it at all. The closest I've come to that is going on stage drunk, and I can't go on stage buzzed. I can't go on stage buzzed at all because I forget my jokes. Have like that one beer before you like, you know, you go up to like wait your whistle. Right. But like I would not fucking try my hand at fucking drunk talking. I did write one of my favorite jokes watching uh, somebody hammered on stage at an open mic. Who and what? Uh, I'm not going to put him on blast. I'll tell you who I talked to. Duck Easy was sitting next to me. And I turned Uh to him and I was like, damn, dude, like he's slurring his speech. I was like, I couldn't go on stage hammered because if I slurred my speech, it would be racial slurs. Ah, I've, I've used that joke pretty much ever since that night. That's a good joke. It's a quick like opener, and it, it doesn't follow a formula that I can guess. Like, like I have to, like guess everyone's punchlines before they go. You know, you'd be able to guess it if I drug it out, but it's it's just so quick that it's like oh I, I just kind of beat you to it barely. Exactly that timing. I fucking love that dude. We're just like a quick like snaps, you know, tempo. Right. You were really good at like picking up like a good like pace and staying there like almost like Seinfeldy. You know what I mean? <laughs> I fucking love Seinfeld. I was kind of figuring out a little bit to do with pace, like. On accident, I kind of went up one night with a lot of energy and was like, holy shit, that set was way different. <laughs> the past like four or five months, I have not really watched a show or anything. Like I've just been kind of just like chilling, listening to music, just trying new shit out. And dog, your fucking writing gets so much better whenever you start stand up older because you're ha- you're how old? 31. Someone was saying how like it's better to just, like start stand up older than like younger because like you know who you are. But I was like, I think it's better to start younger because like I'd rather be hacky in my early you know 20s and my late 30s or you know what I mean? Like Yes. Yes, absolutely. It's like it's like yeah, you know how to be a comic or you know a, you know a guy, but you don't know how to be a fucking comic, which is a completely different you know demon. I'm kind of torn about it because I moved from Mesa to San Antonio, and I lived in the Enclave Apartments right by the Wild Zebra. It was called at the time the Strip Club. Ah, the Gay District. Oh, it is. Holy shit! I didn't know that. Good thing I couldn't dude, grow was... a mustache then. Holy shit, dude! That was a fucking gay sex place, dude. Man, with my current facial hair, I would have been. <laughs> and your frame, your frame would have been snatched in a heartbeat. I always kick myself because I lived right there. I saw the comedy club all the time. I always drove past it, and I never went in. But I'm torn because the me that would have gone in would have been a 21-year-old Mormon kid who didn't cuss, who didn't drink. I I was a completely different version of myself. I actually have a a bunch of jokes that I wrote. You want to hear one that I use when I tell people how bad these jokes are? Dude, fuck yeah, dude. Okay, what a Merman drive. What? A Mercedes. (laughs) Yeah. You know, these are good for Laffy Taffy rappers. <laughs> exactly. So that's what I mean. I would have gone up with that. And I know that I would have then stopped doing comedy. So I'm glad I didn't. No, the comics would have embraced you, but the way they embraced They uh, would not you know, have embraced me because I was a Mormon like crazy, man. Bro, look at how we treat the autistic. The second anybody would have mentioned drugs, I would have been like, hey, get the fuck out of, like, I would have been like, I can't be around you. No, dude, we we would have found a hooker to blow you. <laughs> we would have been like, who's, who's blowing the Mormon tonight? We would have had the Mormon blown. You underestimate how great of a virgin I am. You underestimate how great of a blowjob she gets. <laughs> <laughs> I can't thank you enough for talking with me. This is fucking fun, dude. I, I appreciate it.